Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory. As always, it's me, Jack. And it's me, Colin, and we are back and we're recording a listener request show today. Uh, Jack, how are you? Are you good? I'm super, mate. I'm magic, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good. I'm actually just looking up our Patreon just now to find out who it was that asked for this, because I bet you can't remember. Blair. Well remembered. Is it is it is it is it Blair Max? Uh, Blair Max on Twitter. I'm sure he's a. We've got two Blairs, you know, for a for a small community of however many guys we've got in Patreon. There's two Blairs, so it's one of the Blairs. Um, okay. Asked ages ago, actually, about Wallace and Gromit, and then Lewis left a, a comment on Patreon last week or the week before, saying big yes to Wallace and Gromit show. So. Oh. I was dubious about trying to get a full show out of Wallace and Gromit. I'll be honest here, Colin, and then you've got to be honest about how we wrote this. Yeah, what I did was I took, um, obviously with the bank holiday, but I took Tuesday off work as well and um, spent a fair bit of time on the internet looking at various Wallace and Gromit websites, publications. I watched all of the Wallace and Gromit episodes today and the movies. Mm-hmm. Um I contacted on Twitter a few of the big Wallace and Gromit fan sites and Twitter accounts and stuff and spoke to them as well, just to try and get as much information as I could about Wallace and Gromit, because one thing we don't do in long-term memory is give you half-baked stuff. We don't (laughs) give you stuff that we're just making up on the spot. We don't give you stuff that we've not thoroughly and properly researched. So I've got about 4,000 words that I've managed to put together um, on Wallace and Gromit. Some may say it's like a dissertation. Um, But Blair's a Patreon. He pays his £2.00. And uh, we wanted him to get what he wanted out of his, of his subscription. So <laughs> £2, that's from... literally the only price we don't have is a £2 tier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, £1, £3 and then upwards. But yeah, £2 from Blair Pays. He's... I don't know why, I don't know what Blair Pays. Blair we... Pays what he pays. He pays what he can afford, you know what? And the fact that we've done this means I'd imagine he's been putting his subscription up this, this month, I would have guessed. <laughs> um, it's the least he could do. But yeah, um, we've I've I've managed to put something together for his mate, and I think you'll agree it looks really really good on paper. Yeah, it looks really good on paper. I I don't know if there's enough for a full show here, but I'm sure we'll um, be able to uh, well, cover it in as much detail as, as we can. Uh, considering I've never watched a full episode of it in my puff, mate. Why, why don't we start with? Why, why does I interrupt you? We're saying we might not have enough content here, right? right? Why don't we start with the fact that I've called this document Wallace Grimmett. Wallace Grimmett, yeah. Wallace so Grimmett. You've fucked that up. So <laughs> I did not. I did notice that as soon as I opened it that it wasn't even spelt right. So oh, I think I think we're on we're on a sugarly peg to start with, mate. Now all I all I do know about it is it's stop motion, and you've got yes. Wallace, who's a guy, and yep. Gromit, who's a dog. Yes, a dog. That is it. I know okay. there's been offshoots from it. There's been spin-offs like Shaun the Sheep. I don't know if it's just done in the same style or if it's a straight offshoot from it, but that pops into my mind. I think, I think they live in the that. same cinematic universe. Right, okay. So there's a... a I was going to say Wensleydale, but that's the type of cheese. Is that also a place? Is that where they're from? Do we, do we know right. since you watched the films uh, the other day? So, in terms of where they're from, it's something that's kept quite oblique um, in the show, in the, in the films because they want to keep the audience guessing as to the, the audience where they're at and stuff like that. Um, okay. So, some people do think it's Wednesday Dale. Um, I, at this point in my fandom, wouldn't commit to it. 
but I think it might be something like that. Um, it could be something like that. Nick Park, the guy that creates it, um, uh-huh. he's famously from Beaconsfield in England, and he wanted it to be somewhere just like his hometown. Um, so if Wednesday was like Beaconsfield, then it probably will be quite similar, I would imagine. Right, okay. So, so that Nick Park, he he's obviously absolutely minted through this just now. Again, do you know... Do you know much about his background? Did he do, like, when did it first start? Did he do it by himself? Did he, like, know how, like, the South Park guys made their first cartoon by, like, moving the things bit by bit and he got a seven-minute thing? Did he do anything like that? Was there a studio behind yeah. him? What, what, what was Nick Park doing? So what he basically did was, um, it was 1989, if I remember correctly, and um, he did a short film called The Grand Day Out, which was what he did as part of his university degree. It was his graduation project, basically, at the National right. Film and Television School in Beaconsfield, um, basically. And it was the story of Wallace and Gromit on a journey to the moon in search of some cheese. Um, and this little university thing that he did actually became a critical success. Won quite a lot of awards, including the jury prize at the 1990 Annecy International Animated Film Festival. And that led on to two further films, um, The Wrong Trousers and A Close Shave. Um, but yeah, this all basically came about as part of Nick Park's graduation product from uni, um, which is quite impressive. If, like, I remember at school, I did techie at one point in school. I made a table once. And right. Did that go down in the animal history? No, it, it, I mean, it went, the, only way, the only time it went down was if, if somebody sat on it, I think. Um, it was, no, nobody knows where that table is now, mate. Whereas this guy made something at uni and it's world famous and it's made of a billionaire probably. So, fair play to him. Right, so you're the expert, mate. Like you say, you, you laid out your credentials at the beginning of the show, so I'm going to be asking you lots of fucking questions that you better know the answer to, okay? Oh, no problem to me, mate. No problem to me. Right, what does what does Wallace do with, like, the guy? What, what's his... Because I've seen him, like, getting poured into his pants, like, a, is he... So what's his gig? Is he a farmer? What would he um, do? No, but Wallace is an inventor. Right, okay. Um, he invents many things to make his life easier. Um, so things like uh, he like like some might say Wallace is lazy, right? And he does things to make him make himself more lazy. Like so, he wakes up in the morning, and his bed automatically starts tilting up the way, I've and seen he that. falls out of it basically into his trousers. Aye. and the trousers set up a little sensor, and that starts his toast cooking and his coffee brewing and all that sort of stuff. Um, he's got an automated machine that makes his teeth brush and stuff like that. Um, it's all about he, he likes just making stuff simple and automated is what he's into. That's that's our man Wallace, right? And is his dog just his dog? Is it get any powers or anything? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm genuinely don't have a clue. He's not got any magic powers. He's a typical TV store TV dog. Like he walks in two feet and stuff like that. Um, and he's quite clever, and he thinks Wallace is a bit of a dickhead. Um, but he's a, he's a loyal companion. But he thinks his owner's a dickhead. Yeah, like, he's there for him, he helps <laughs> he? out and that. But you can tell, like, when Wallace is, like, inventing a, a toaster that also presses his trousers for him, you can tell Gromit sometimes just thinking, this guy's a dick, this guy needs to get laid, sort of thing. But oh. he's he's always there for him, he helps him on his adventures and stuff like that. Right, okay. So, stop motion. That's... The, the, that started way back when, you know, like morphing shit like that, which we'll maybe we'll maybe get to later. How, like I says, how are they doing that? Is that like, that's like is it one fucking frame at a time, man? Because that sounds boring as fuck. Like, you've seen the Taskmaster where they get asked to like do a potato film and they shoot it yeah. and they, they end up shooting like fuck, like take like 
1200 photos or whatever and it just looks crap the the patience that old nick must have is, is it all done by hand do you know and if it is um, then so, so, kudos so, to him it would it have been i imagine it certainly was initially all done by hand i don't know if they've done anything now to kind of automate any of that wallace style I'm I'm into to kind of camps about the whole stop start stuff in a series note. Right. I don't know if stop stop motion comp- um, animation is good or not. Like, it's impressive because it takes so long, Jack. Right. Aye. Um. However, if you're moving these pieces like a second at a time, a millisecond, and changing their smile yourself and moving them about and all that sort of stuff, is that really filmmaking? Is that directing? Is that because it's almost like you're making the perfect thing, whereas if you're directing people, you're getting people. People are bringing their own personality to the role. They're moving in their own way and all that sort of stuff. It's I just don't know if it's as it's obviously it's obviously good, right? And it's hard to do, but do people appreciate it because it's so hard to do rather than the fact that it's actually good? Well, you asking me a question. I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> like the. I think it might. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's harder to make fucking clear animation than direct. Like, is it harder or is it more time an consuming? Actor, like to, to be able to fucking direct an actor, like yeah, because this guy he, he's creating the clay. He's direct. He is directing in a sense. He's 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 doing everything. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to it than maybe just. A Scorsese telling like the best actors in the world to fucking look more angry, get sadder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I just I, I'm not saying that old Nick here is the best director in the world or whatever. And and maybe you're right. Maybe it is just because you think, oh fucking hell, that must have took a long time. <laughs> that must have took fucking ages. That you maybe it maybe gets catapulted higher up. But, See that's that's what I think. When it when it comes to when it comes to stuff like this, but like obviously he's done that as a like thirty five years ago, whatever it was, and it's it's done well. It, it, people love it. You know I mean that that's two. That, that's like a high percentage of our patrons or like that. Even though it's only two of them, it's, it's a decent percentage saying I love that shit. Yeah, so it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a fair bit actually. You're right. It's five percent of our listener base love it at least enough to want a pod, want a pod on it. Yeah. Not all our listeners, patrons, the, the good listeners. <laughs> yeah, the, the ones that count, the, the, the non-scumbags. The, so, the Apple users compared to the Android users, I like to classify them. So I'd imagine there's going to be a lot of people, uh, uh, a lot of the sort of public listeners that are, that are into it as well. I suppose we'll see with the numbers, but... Yeah. So one of these awards, like you said that, like I think it's even one fucking Academy Awards and shit like that. Like People love it. Is it... Like you says there, it, it, people say it's got wit, it's got charm, it's really lovely and stuff like that. And again, is that just because it's we clay guys, or is there actual wit and charm and, and sensitivity involved in it? A guy and his dog, or is it just because it's niche? You go, oh look how lovely that is. Uh, you know what I mean? It's very um, it's it's kind of. I'm trying to think of the word for this. People like it because it's nice and it's middle English, I think. Do you know what I mean by that? It's kinda Aye. it's not it's not offensive, it's not there's nothing nasty about it. It's a nice story, two guys try to do good and even the ones where they cop against like bad people, 
like their biggest enemy is a penguin. Um, basically, in one of the films, there's, there's an evil penguin trying to beat them to something. Right. Um, <laughs> Great age. Yeah, that's well, it. I love penguins, but everybody loves penguins. But that's no, not, that's, this, I, one's, this one's a bastard, mate. It's a bastard it? penguin. Uh-huh. A bastard, a bastard of a penguin. This one is. Um, but yeah, that's so. It's not like it's. It's not like it's. Um, it's kind of like a Richard Curtis film. It's, if you think about it that way, like people like those films because they present an idea of what England should be like and all that sort of stuff, like Love Actually and okay. um, Four Winds and a Funeral, all that sort of stuff. This is like that. It's very quaint. And a man who doesn't have to work gets to hang about with his dog all day and he's got an unlimited amount of supplies and materials to make as many wacky inventions as he likes, including automatic trouser putter honours and stuff like that. Uh, a shaver. The first two things were like the wrong trousers. That's that's a sort of big one that was out when I was about eight or nine, and tons of people loved that. But again, it might sound shy. Is that because there was four channels? You know, like <laughs> yeah, like saying nowadays, if Wilson Gromit had brand new and it came out, it would be on fucking E four or BBC three or something like that. And just would people get hyped about it? But it was on BBC at seven o'clock. And there's four channels, and you had to watch it. And kids obviously wanted to watch that, and the parents would kind of be forced to watch it as well because there was nothing else on. It just sort of hit at the right time. Uh, I'm, again, I'm just being a bit shy about it because 10 million people watched that, but the same number watched the other one, I think, about shaving or whatever. So, a close shave. A close shave, there you are, you do, you know your beans, mate. So, and were, yeah. were these like feature length? Were these like half an hour? Was this 15 minutes? What was this? Uh, there was, I think they were around about 20 minutes or something like that. And, right. and uh, because the thing, the thing you probably don't know, Jack, about stop animation because you're not as researched on it as I am is that um, a minute of screen time requires um, thousands of individual frames, literally thousands of them for one minute. Oh, well, I did say um, that when we were talking about the Taskmaster. I said 1,200 for a minute, so I was in the ballpark. I'm not a fucking okay. idiot. Yeah, but it's just because I spent, <laughs> I suppose I spent so much time researching this this week. Okay. Uh-huh, right. It's, it's taken did a lot they make, did they make? Did they make? Did the cut make a lot? Like, did he make a lot of money? He made a fortune, mate, because if you think about it, like, it's a cartoon, right? For, for, for all intents and purposes, it's a cartoon, right? Which means it's dead easy to dub. So this get fucking sent all over the world in every single language. I made a fortune. Right, Let me okay. just Google. Let's let's Google Nick Parks um, network. I'll just close this tab that I was going to do because I just googled grommets because I knew that word came for something else. Apparently, it's something you put in somebody's ears to help them. Um, right, okay. Nick Park, uh, Nick Park, British animator. Nick right, I've I've just I've just seen here actually that in two thousand and five they, they had a full length film. Uh, Wallace and Gromit, the curse of the were rabbit. The were rabbit. Uh, so that was a bastard rabbit. Right, hundred ninety-two million dollars worldwide. That that film took. Yes. When, the, um, that, that's the, the Academy Award there for best animated feature. Hmm, good stuff. Nick Park is worth ten million dollars. See these celebrity net worth things? They're not worth a fuck online. Um, <laughs> well, unless fucking Stephen Pardon. Is see, but, but just out of curiosity, because I'm sure uh, I, I I said this to Stephen when he was on, he's been on our shows. I said I looked up your net worth, mate. Can I tap a couple? Of, can I tap a couple of grand? Because you know, it's just nonsense online. Unless he's saying uh, the net worth two hundred grand, he's got apparently. Oh no, but go down one. Oh, one says two million. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. He started wearing the he started wearing the Yeezys quite often and stuff now. So ah, right. okay. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Is it two million that. sitting in the bank and he's staying? He started that. He started that blue pound now as well. Doing other Ranger stuff. Um. So. It could be, you never know, but uh, Nick, Nick Park, so let's see something about Nick Park, right? Um, he nominated for the Academy Award and Oscar six times, he won four of them. Um, That's good. He, he you received said, BAFTAs. You said 10 million there, right? And see when it comes to, you'd think you would have more than that. You would think so, wouldn't you? Um, <laughs> but I mean, I would imagine like this... Um, this Ardeman Animations, which is the company that he that he works for now owns, I think they must employ so many people, Jack, to do this shit. Like, oh yeah, that 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 pot must get spread thin around the different people and stuff like so. Uh, you think Ardeman about how, how many people fucking work work um, working films and shit like that? It must be the same for a fucking clear animation film. Oh, do you know what he made? What? You know Douglas that plays this plays the uh, trombone. In the Lurpak adverts. Right, okay. That's him as well. He did that. Ah, right, okay. Lurpak is the best butter. Uh, it is the most, best butter. We are not sponsored by them, but if anybody from Lurpak's listening, I would oh, happily sponsor you because it's yes. top-tier butter. It's, uh-huh. like, I, I don't mind. Like Sometimes I go to Aldi and Lidl and I don't mind some of their stuff, but see, like their Norpak, it's like, that's dog shit, man. You need to get you need to get Lorpak. I don't mind a wee Norpak every now and then, but yeah, Lorpak is the best. Yeah. It's the salt. Yeah. It's the saltiness. Yeah, and the, 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 the Hellman's mayonnaise as well. I need real mayonnaise and I need real butter because I'm a I'm just a big sandwich monster, mate. I have sandwiches every day of my life. So see, yeah, I never have a sandwich. I don't I like a sandwich. Have, constantly have sandwiches, man. Yeah, like I, 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 I buy I love. buy bread. Aye. Um, I buy bread and put most of it in the freezer and individually in like packs of like. Little bit of sandwich bags with two or three slices in it individually in the freezer because it's so rare that I actually want a sandwich or I want bread. All right, I have sandwiches every day. Uh, so mm. there we are. Um, so there is tons of quirky characters brought to life um, through the magic. Um, we've got other notable examples of stop animation. So you've got Nightmare Before Christmas, which is Tim Burton. So that was released back in 1993. Bit of a cult classic, uh, guy in it called Jack, Jack Skellington, and he's the yes. pumpkin king basically. Um, he's fascinated with Christmas, tries to bring the holiday to his own town. So you've got that. There's tons of, I suppose, there's tons of stuff. Was is Wallace and Gromit sort of considered to be the breakthrough show or whatever? Because the timeline the... does the quite add up here because the night before Christmas, so that's 1983 so that's before that's the same year as Wallace and Gromit The Wrong Trousers comes out as a shot and yeah. 12 years before the actual film so do you know where it comes where it, where it, where it, is, it, is it morph, is it before that, do you know that history of stop animation at all? Yeah, yeah morph as well before that and I know it was before it but Man, there you go. Wilson Robert was the first thing to bring it mainstream and take it out of basically children's television and into okay. universal TV that families could enjoy, adults and children alike. Um, and moved it into prime time. Like Wilson Robert, I think the last couple of things they made were like your typical BBC One Christmas Day TV, basically. Uh-huh. Um, right. Whereas in the past, you had things like 
Bagpuss and Postman Pat, Fireman Sam, all these sorts of things that were very good and done very well, but they were children's things. Wallace and Gromit made it beyond children, and that's where the, that's where the money is really. When you've got all those eyes on it and stuff like that, so I mean, you could get the films and, and the children involved are laughing. So you mentioned a few things. Actually, you get Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run. That was a. I think I've seen bits and bobs of that, and that was was that fucking Mel Gibson that was. One of the chickens in that? I think it was, you know. That rings a bell, actually. <laughs> that that, that totally rings out. a bell that Mel Gibson was one chicken of the... Was like the hero chicken or whatever. Yeah, I'm an anti-Semitic chicken, probably. Let's have a look ah. and see. Um, uh, yes, Mel Gibson. Mel, you're right, Mel, Mel Gibson. Um, it's quite interesting people here. Uh, Phil Daniels, um, the guy that's in the Parklife um, song with Blur. Um, Quadrophenia and stuff like that. Some people might know him better for that. He's the guy that got rudely awakened by the dustmans. Um, Jane Horrocks, Miranda Richardson, Timothy Spall. Um, we're all in that um, ch- that Chicken Run film. Um, that Chicken Run film was made, Jack, for $42 million and made $227 million. It, that cost $42 million to make that. It's mental how much that cost. Yeah, I thought you were going to say like... <laughs> See, when you said 42, genuinely thought you were going to say, like, not, I don't know, I thought, I thought you were going to 42,000, but then Mel Gibson's in it and shit like that, so I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it, I've seen bits of that. You've got Sean the Sheep, who's kicking about on uh, the tele every now and again. I don't know if he's got his own, he's got his own TV show now where, is he just on kids' TV? Is he on, like, mainstream kids' TV? Kids is TV. there mainstream kids' TV anymore? I don't know. Um, they've got there's there's kids channels. Or is it just the, just the get, channels. Like, yeah. Um. There's a Chicken Run sequel coming out, Jack, in November this year. Um. Netflix have bought the rights to Chicken Run, and they've got a sequel the... coming out. Yeah, and it's called Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nugget. Right. Have and Netflix made anything good in the last sort of five or six years? Yes. 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 Um. Right, a okay. new TV show. Maybe not five or six Beef. years. Right. Um, Tell me about it. They've got some quite. Uh, oh, mate, beef is incredible. You'll love it. It's on Netflix. Um, this guy and this woman have a, a minor car incident of road rage, right? And they oh, basically start a they start a campaign of hatred and try to ruin each other's lives. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, this um, this chicken run sequel has got some quite interesting actors in it. Um, okay. It's got Zachary Levi in it. Um, oh, he's the guy who was in Chuck. And he plays Shazam in the Shazam movies. You get Fandy Newton. You know who that okay. is, don't you? I know who that is. Yeah. Um, Bella sure Ramsey that... from The Last of Us. All right. Okay. Uh, Ramesh, the comedian from The Wolf and Hill. I see. Right. Okay. Yeah, Ramesh is going to be in it. Um, David Bradley is going to be in it. He played Walder Frey in, the, in Game of Thrones. Um, who else is famous? Amelda Staunton. She's an old actress. Um, who else? That's it, I think. But yeah, Bella Ramsey. Um, Jack, just on a total, total side note, did you watch that prison the drama on BBC a couple of years ago? And it was Sean Bean and Stephen Graham. Yeah, brilliant. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I so, did. Time it was called. Yeah. Yes, season two is coming out, and it's uh it's totally different characters, and it's a it's women this time. And one of them is Bella Ramsey. Made 
it was from the BBC that made that, was it? Yeah, yeah it's all, all the same, all the same stuff. Just a just a new story this time in a women's prison, and it's I think it's Bella Ramsey, and I want to say the woman that was Doctor Who. It's either her. I think it's the woman that was Doctor Who. Let's just check that. They should make uh, they should make children watch that from start to finish to put them off yes. into prison. That was fucking was horrendous, f- man. Let's see what they cut the sex toes and fire, man. Wait, that's it. Yeah. Fucking sugar horrendous. Or something. Horrendous. Um, yeah, it's Bella Ramsey and Jodie Whittaker are going to be in BBC Prison Drama Time Season 2. Right, okay. So it's quite interesting. Good. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, right, back to Wallace and Gromit. You also had things like Pingu, mate. Do you remember Pingu? Yeah, I, I enjoyed Pingu when I was younger because I would have been about six or something. It was out six or seven, I'd imagine. So it was right in my wheelhouse at that time. And again, that's what you had to watch. At that age, it was like you had to watch <laughs> Pingu. Like there's not there was nothing else on at that time. So, um, but even going further back than that, I suppose you've got like the Clangers and stuff like that, which is way before my time. The Wombles yeah. as well. That I was never really a yeah, massive Bagpuss, who I get mixed up. Postman Pat as well. Fireman Sam. Who they, these things got rebooted, and people were getting pissed off about it. It's it's not for you, like the new one. If you liked Postman yeah, Pat when true. you were younger, watch again. Go to your Go out your way to get pissed off at stuff. See if you like the Postman Pat for back in the day. Watch the Postman Pat for back in the day. Yeah. Um, they've ruined it. They've ruined it. <laughs> they've ruined. Do, you know, do you know what I started? Not started watching, but watched a couple of episodes of on Disney Plus. The really old cartoons, like like um, original Donald Duck and Pluto and stuff like that. Oh, like, nice. They'd be like seven, eight minute cartoons that. So I made up my child as a youngster because I really enjoyed them. And you know what? Seven minutes, I laughed like I laughed like, like three or four times, man. I was loving it. That's like the that is like the perfect length of TV show for you, really, isn't it? <laughs> but seven minutes, man. That's me. <laughs> seven minutes, three laughs, and that is me sent to bed happy. You know, <laughs> the, they they have to put a warning in Disney now uh, on those cartoons. Because like, of some of the themes and the thoughts at the time. Yeah, because like of some of the themes and the thoughts at the time. We know they're wrong. But uh, instead of removing them completely, we're putting them out there with a warning type thing. It's because you've um, got like Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Batter, Minnie Mouse and Lightning a Fag basically and stuff like that. Stuff like that. The one that I watched <laughs> with, with Pluto was we I'm sure it was Germans or something were stereotyped pretty strongly <laughs> at the beach. It was like, so, yeah, but at least they never just get rid of them. At least they never cancelled them, man. So at least kudos for that because there's a lot of people that would go like that. Burn that cartoon down. Oh, he's peace, man. Come on. Right. Uh, America as well. Now, I remember being a teenager as well when a lot of the American stop animation stuff was sort of kicking about and I wasn't particularly into it, but there was a few of my friends that liked shit like Celebrity Deathmatch and the yeah, Robot Chicken like Well, yeah, like I say, I wasn't overly keen on it, but People I know were like absolutely loved it. At like when we were like seventeen, eighteen, or whatever. Again, I think, yeah, maybe smoking a lot of hash and stuff like that back then would have something to do with people enjoying it. It was because Stone age. Cold Steve Austin was on it as well, and everybody, everybody loved Stone Cold Steve Austin, didn't they? So right, okay. that kind of helped with this a bit of death match thing. He was always on it. Um, it was on MTV when MTV was trying to be cool. When MTV still played mostly, it was still mostly a music channel back then. Just the odd bit of TV. Yeah, yeah. I remember it being, yeah, cool in inverted commas. It was like 
oh, look how cool this hipster show is, you know, like, oh, wow, as if, like, as if, like, it's only you that knows about it. It's on fucking MTV, you know. That's that's the vibe that I got back to the, that was just, it just wasn't, wasn't for me. Some of the robot chicken stuff as well, people try to kind of get me into it. I know they've, like, the, the company that run that, Adult Swim, have expanded and do, like, Rick and Morty and stuff like that. Did, did, you, did you ever watch Rick and Morty? Yeah, I watched the first season and right. I enjoyed it. It was quite good and um, found it quite funny. But then I kind of got over it a little bit and I didn't ever go back to it. Well, I, I was just like, I, I kind of enjoyed the first like three seasons or something. I watched the fourth and fifth, just not religiously, but it was like if there was nothing else on, I would stick it on while I was doing stuff about the house. But the sixth season, they've, it's, it's not a cardinal sin, but they've changed the voices. Because yeah, they had, one, they had one to, one though, the, didn't they? They had to because one of the guys get put in fucking jail, I think, for being a domestic abuser or something like that. Yeah, but he's now but he's now been released and said he was actually innocent. Right. But he's been binned anyway. And they've yeah. they got this is mad, they got a YouTube impersonator to come in and do the voices for him. <laughs> do the voice. Oh. It's mad, isn't it? And it's so so it's, so bad. It's mad because it's similar. But not that again, because I just flicked it on the other night and I, I I turned it off. I was like, I can't. I was like, there's something not right about that, and then I had to Google it, and then that's when I found out all that stuff about that guy. So, um, right, we've only done half an hour, mate. How can we wrap this up? Uh, I, I knew I had a feeling there wasn't quite a full show here, but I noticed at the end of your notes here, mate. You, you've <laughs> you've just got a list of famous people called Wallace. Why, why do you know who these people are? Um, well, here's the thing, you know. I did the research, mate, so I need to know who they are, don't I? Um, oh. So, yeah, I just wanted to find as many famous Wallaces as I could find. First one that came to mind for me was Wallace from The Wire, but that's not his real name. Um, so it, it couldn't be him. Um, so Wallace John's an actor. Um, he's He was in The Princess Bride. That's probably his most famous thing. Um, he's five foot two and he's Jewish. Um, and is he cool? Yeah, he's, he's from New York City. Um, there's a couple of poets, a guy called Wallace Stevens, who wrote a po- he wrote poems, um, American poems, a lot of poems about um the American dream and eagles and stuff like that. Um, there's an actor called Wallace Langham. Now you you'll know Wallace Langham, Jack, I'm sure. Um, Wallace Langham um was the American actor who probably most famous for being Phil. Um, the from the Larry Sanders show. Do you remember that? No. No. Nope. Right. Okay. Do you know what I, I, I have heard good things about the Larry Sanders show? Is that the the show about the the show? Yeah, the it's show kind about, of about, about the, the, team that, the team that write the show. Basically, I yeah. Kind of like Thirty Rock, but before that. Yes, that's it. That's exactly the kind yeah. of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I really enjoyed Thirty Rock. I think Tina Fey's. Talented yeah, because yeah. you love Tina Fey. You absolutely love her. I like Tina um, Fey, but uh, you're getting you're, you're thinking of Julia from Veep. Oh yeah, she's on you love, isn't she? Yeah, I, I genuinely think that Tina Fey is funny and she she writes good stuff. Um, it's Julia Louis Dreyfus that I, I'm a fan of. Um, um, and I mentioned Wallace from The Wire earlier. Is like my uh-huh. most famous Wallace. I still struggle sometimes, Jack. To the, that boy grew up to be Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, mad. Um, yeah. It's as it mad, like so so mad. It, 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 poor me, Wallace grew up to be 
that, which is pretty cool. Um, right, listen, I think we've done a good job with this. I think we've shared a lot of knowledge about Wallace and Gromit. Um, will we come clean? And um, because I think people, I don't want people to get the wrong idea and think that I'm going to go to this level of research and stuff for every listener suggestion because I won't. Um, every single thing we've spoke about today, Jack, um, uh-huh. I think people can guess what's coming here, has been written for us by uh, Chat GPT, the AI program. <laughs> you horrible bastard. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, d- including this fucking list at the end, did you ask for a list of famous people called Wallace? Yeah, asked for a list. Try. Wallace Beery. Who the fuck's that? An American actor. Wallace Henry Truman, a novelist. Wallace MacDonald, a Canadian. Just a Canadian. No, it does say film director and actor. Yeah, Wallace Ford. Wallace Wallace Ho, a Taiwanese yeah, he's, actor. He's a Taiwanese Wallace, yeah. He's a Thai Wallace. This guy called um, Wallace Spearmon. Uh, he's a track and field athlete. Uh, he's yeah. made it on the fucking list. And then, just to wrap it up, we've got Wallace Matthews, who's a sports writer. So yeah, sports writer. Uh, thanks to G- Chat GBT for that invigorating list of famous Wallaces. You know the one thing. The one thing I did look up myself in research was Gromit, and all I found out was that if you're not, if you get something wrong with your ears, not, if your ears aren't quite right, you get these grommets that you put inside them, and it basically helps air scoosh through your ears, and it makes your ears work better. Um, so you, you'll find a lot of kids get grommets. Um, right. And that, I don't know if that's why the dog's called grommet or not, but that's uh, that's what I found out in the research for this. And with that in mind, I think people will be quite glad that we, we, we turned to our AI overlords and got them <laughs> to help us with this one. Um, listen, let's be serious for a minute. This AI stuff's fucking crazy. The, it, it spat out all this, this like proper essay with headings and sections and all this sort of stuff in it. It's... It's it's very clever, Jack. Yeah, you can tell it's written by AI, but we'll see if in the future we'll be able to tell whether or not it was creatively written or written by a computer. But at least you've done that, mate, because I had no fucking idea about a Wallace and Gromit at all. So but we've got a full show out of it, and I suppose that, that will, um, I was going to say hopefully, give listeners the kick up the arse to get in contact, send us stuff, give suggestions, because we might end up getting to them all at some point. Yeah, and you could be as lucky as Blair is. And get a full show about shit that we know nothing about. So, I think we'll call it a day, man, yeah. Yeah, sounds good, mate. Um, thanks for listening, folks, and Blair, thank you for the part you played in this week's show. Right, cheers. Colin, I personally don't think there's anybody still listening and if they are, they're pretty hardcore long-term memory fans and I would be expecting them to go and sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash wrong-term memory or by clicking the link in the show notes. Absolutely. And if for whatever reason they can't do that and paying for content isn't their bag, they can still offer us continual support by leaving a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Mm-hmm.